Hi guys and welcome to the Fight for Top 6 with me, Al Francis. And me, Elise O'Brien. Well, it may have been a reduced fixture list for the Premier League due to the FA Cup quarterfinals weekend, but it was never dull. So Elise, what a game Arsenal and West Ham gave us on Sunday. It was an absolutely insane game to watch. I mean, it was end-to-end football the whole time. Um, obviously, it was a bit of a shock draw in the end. Like That was not expected. But, yeah, as a neutral watching that game, it was such an interesting game to watch. Probably the most interesting game that I've watched in the last couple of weeks, definitely. No, 100%. I feel from the moment of kickoff, in my point of view, West Ham looked more of a fighting team. And you could tell there was definitely going to score and it didn't take long for Jesse Lingard to score. The way that he's been playing this season, it was like you knew he was going to score. He wanted to come away with that three points and he scored like a great goal and he carried on through the whole game, I feel, trying his hardest, but he just missed, he was lacking in something. But by by the 35th minute, West Ham was 3-0 up and I don't think anyone expected that. And you would have thought the game is over and done with. This is it. Arsenal are not coming back. And when they, when that third goal went in, they looked like they could score more goals, but they just switched off. They probably thought, right, we're three 0 up now. Is park the bus? We're gonna. This is we've come. We've won this game. But that wasn't the case. And Arsenal came back fighting, and they definitely deserved them goals. And but the only thing was there was two own goals at least. I know it's a mad game like I mean <laughs> I personally know the experience of being in a game 3-0 up and you just think like yeah like your team's gonna win like you're 3-0 up like you've got this but I suppose that's the magic of football is you never know what is going to happen and obviously now West Ham know what they did to Spurs when Spurs were 3-0 up and West Ham brought it back to 3-3 but yeah I suppose you would think like they put themselves in it at the end of the day like the two own goals it like easily could have been their win if they hadn't given them away. But I saw something afterwards and it was like that game could have been like 6-6 or something like that. Like both teams like were constantly going for goal and they never stopped. So it was definitely a brilliant game to watch. No, definitely. And as a Chelsea fan, we wanted a draw. We didn't want West Ham to come away with the three points because if they came away with the three points, they'd be level on points with us. Um so I don't want to say I celebrated the Arsenal, the last Arsenal goal, but there was like a smile on my face. Um, but it was obviously nice to see Arsenal losing, but they, I feel like they deserved that point. They deserved to come away with something, the way they fighted in the second half. And you could just tell that whatever Arteta said to them at halftime, it obviously worked. He obviously said, look, it is possible for us to come away with something, go out there and fight. And that is exactly what they did. Definitely. And I suppose as well as points in it you don't want any London club to win when London clubs play London clubs you're like a draw is the best outcome for everyone involved so yeah it was definitely when they obviously Arsenal got their goals back and it was like okay cool interesting game to watch neither of these London clubs won Arsenal weren't any closer to Spurs West Ham haven't got any further away so yeah for as a Spurs fan and just yeah any London club that you don't want to win so that was a most ideal score that's probably both of us as well yeah no 100% and I watched the interview after the game and David Moyes wasn't happy he said that West Ham have just lost two points there and 
those were crucial at this moment in time and where for like where everyone is in this table at the moment because of how tight it actually is and he just wasn't happy and I can totally understand why and I think everyone would because you would expect to be 3-0 up at half time no sorry at 35 the 35th minute you would expect to to just come away with like just hold on park the bus or go forward even more try and get a few more because this is Arsenal you're playing here and I know Arsenal can slip up but they should have just held on and just like fighted more and this the goals that did go in for Arsenal it was like the defending was like where where is West Ham's defending I know there was own goals but it's like come on like you should they should have held on yeah and obviously one of the big stories that came out of when Spurs played Arsenal was obviously Aubameyang being not even put on the bench just like left out of the squad and they said that was to do like a punishment for something and obviously it circulated that he was late and stuff like that and it was a punishment which obviously I think for him as a manager getting that point across to people is obviously a very good thing but he was back in the side today and they said everything that happened last week is all over and done with so I suppose obviously him being back and captain and stuff like that, they're going to need that. But I definitely think from what he done before, it was a big statement to put out there and hopefully like other players learn from that as well. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So Elise, Spurs came away with the three points on Sunday. I think you guys needed that. Uh, definitely. It's obviously been a incredibly tough week for to be a Spurs fan and for Spurs in general. Obviously, the embarrassing performance against Arsenal in the North London derby last week and the embarrassing performance that took us out of the Europa League as well during the week. It was they needed this game to, I think, get their confidence back, but as well get like the fans back on board with them. Because I know like... Obviously, my dad's been a Spurs fan since he was a kid. He said after the London, the London derby and during the week, he went, I'm not even going to watch the Villa game. Like, I've just lost all hope. He did watch the game. But it's like that thing of, like, you just have no hope left. It's like, well, you come in one week, like, you have a couple of weeks where you're playing, like, absolutely amazingly. And you get all this, like, uh, hope back for your team. And then they come out and just have a terrible performance. But... I feel like Jose tried to like change, so he changed it up a bit. We saw some new faces in the starting lineup. Um, Rodon started, which I'm I'm not sure if he's actually started in the Premier League yet, or if he has. It's not like he hasn't done it a lot. Like it'd only be like a second one or whatever. He tends to be like a cup kind of player. Uh, Tanganga, obviously young guy, got his England under 21s call up, which is obviously amazing. Um, and then Vinicius started as well, which was only a second Premier League start, which obviously incredibly paid off with yeah. the goal that he scored and obviously got us in the running for it. But yeah, there were some people that weren't in the actual squad. There were some people that were put on the bench, but Toby was left out of the squad completely. Um, he has played a lot of games. I think maybe that might be the reason why, maybe just to give him a bit of a rest. And one that hurts me a bit, my favourite, Harry Winks was not on the bench and it's heartbreaking to kind of see because it's like he was Poch's like starting player, like 
every week he was like basically starting under potch and it was amazing to watch and it's like since jose kind of came instead of i'm not looking at the starting lineup to be like oh is he in the team i'm looking has he even been put on the bench this week and i think for him that must be like a terrible feeling to be kind of pushed out of your like boyhood team that team you supported all your life oh 100 percent. and i feel like Jose's not going to play him anymore because Jose is the type of manager that he's had the, he's had long enough to see who he wants in his start at 11. And if Winks isn't making it onto the bench, Winks is not making it into the Jose team. And Winks is a really good player. He's a decent player. And he was getting call-ups for the England squad and playing in, playing for England. So in order to keep that going, I feel like he's going to have to leave. And whether it's on loan or whether it's literally leaving Spurs in order to keep his playing career going in order to keep playing he's going to have to he's going to have to do something and it it looks more likely that the option is that he's going to have to leave but harry kane on the other hand was very very excited and very happy with your win as on social media after the game he posted that you guys you spurs fans really needed that win after the week that you've had definitely like I said before it's like they needed that like they need to come out and win and not only win, but have like a good performance as well to get Spurs fans kind of back on their side again. Cause like, honestly, like I personally didn't even pay much attention to the Europa League game. Like I kind of just had lost all kind of hope. I was like, oh, well, it's meh. But yeah, I definitely think that's like, they needed to hear that as well. Like um, Hugo came out after, I can't remember if it was Europa League game. I might've been in the North London derby, he came out and was speaking and said like all the players in that dressing room needed to take responsibility for that game and the performance they had and they all need to improve and I think that coming from your captain is obviously like give you the kick that you need to do it and yeah obviously then next thing like Harry came out and said like what he said but you could see like all the players were kind of deflated like in the last week like their posts weren't like oh yeah like we need to like bad performance and this and that but then as towards the end of the week, it was like, all right, this is our chance to like come out and fight. Like it's all coming down to this game. And I feel like they realised that and that's why they came out and did the performance that they did. No, I I agree as well. But on the note of like how you're playing at the moment, at this moment in time, I can't see Spurs getting into the top six. Like I honestly can't because you can't have like one good game and one bad game. Like I know Chelsea are like slipping up as well. Like there's a few games where we could have got all three points and we've come away with the draw. But I just can't see Spurs like getting in the top six. No, I think when we've done our predictions and how we think it's going to end, I put down Spurs to finish, I think where they were at the time, which I think is where they still are now. I think it's like seventh. That's where I put them down to. And I generally don't see them because it's like you have hit or miss games. Like they don't seem to have any consistency. It's either like... You get your fan, you get your fans' hopes up by winning like quite a few games in a row and like doing good performances, and then you have two where they're just embarrassing to watch. Like as a Spurs fan, you're like, I don't want that being my team, and yeah, it was just not great. No, no, and we just have to see like where the season takes you guys, and I feel like at the end of the season. We don't know who's going to finish where, and either way, I think it's going to be a shock. 
But on that note of let's change up the subject of football and the Premier League right now, because we are now joined by Grace Scott, who is Maidenhead United media officer, and she is going to talk to us all things to do with Maidenhead United and how well they're currently doing in the National League. Hi, Grace. So Maidenhead are doing really well this season. Did you expect that you guys were going to do so well this season? Definitely not. I think Maidenhead have always been a club that have been punching above uh, their way. And it's such a small, tight-knit community. It's a club that nobody would really think of. I know that we get confused with the other club, Maidstone, that actually play in the league below. So to say it's a really small community and a small team, I think... The start that we've made to the season is absolutely brilliant. And uh, the group of players that we've brought together at the club, it's just, yeah, we definitely wouldn't have thought that the season would go the way it has done so far. Do you think that Maidenhead will be able to keep the good form that they've had so far to the end of the season? It's a very good question. And it's something that I think the management team think about every game. And with the National League being so long and starting so late due to COVID restrictions and everything like that, um, it is just so unpredictable this season, just like we have been doing so well, nobody would have thought that that would have happened. So to keep it up for so long has been good. But then I think there's still no pressure on us compared to some other teams. So teams like Yeovil, Notts County, those sort of teams that you sort of expect to be at the top of the National League, you wouldn't really expect Maidenhead to be up there. So I think there's no pressure on the on the boys to keep doing well, which obviously will work in our favour heading into those tough games. Do you think that it would have made a big difference if you had the fans in because of how well you guys are doing at the moment? I think it would have made a difference with our home form. I think from that side of things, we haven't been doing as well as we probably have wanted to have done. But I think away from home, it's sort of worked in reverse. So travelling to the bigger stadiums like Wrexham, Notts County, where we've actually managed to win, that's something that we definitely didn't do last year. Um, And it just goes to show that maybe with them not having supporters in, our players going there, playing in an empty big stadium, obviously might have impacted them in a good way in our respect um, and meant that we could win the game without the the home fans on their back. What about your, obviously lately you celebrated your 150th anniversary. How much more special would that have been to have fans there for that? 100% it would have been so much more special. Like I touched on the fact that we're such a tight-knit community on and off the pitch. And the staff, like we're all friends and the town, they all come together. We've got the juniors set up, the parents, everyone would have been there for such a great occasion in all aspects of the club, not just the first team, but the academy and and the other work that we do within the community. I think it would have been a great time for us all to come together and celebrate what the club's achieved so far. We had um, events planned like dinners um, and gala nights and everything like that, that we just haven't been able to put on. We've obviously made the effort with virtual quizzes and and the Magpies 150 challenge, which is raising money for 15 local charities in the area that have suffered due to the pandemic. But the celebrations have definitely not been what we hoped. And so hopefully towards the end of the season, maybe heading into the summer, it's something that we can celebrate later on, fingers crossed. No, 100% fingers are crossed for you guys because you guys are doing so well at the moment. And we're currently into international break and we've heard that you guys have had to cancel some of your games because some of your players have actually had to go to the international clubs. 
Yeah, uh, it's not very common in the National League and in the lower leagues to actually get players called up. So it's something that we do, we are really proud of as a club. Um, one of our long-standing players, James Conley, he actually plays for Montserrat. Um, and so does Rowan Inns. He's a, he's a new addition to our squad um, this season. From He used to play at Brighton, you might have heard of him. So he has played in the Championship, you know, at a Premier League level type club um, so it's good that those two have gone there and then we've got Jerry Wiltshire who plays for the British Virgin Islands and um, so the three of them have jetted off this week to represent their their country which is brilliant for the club to you know have that um, reputation out there and it just means that you know we will miss them um, for the game that was due to be played tomorrow at Barnet we have had to call that one off um, but we are at home to Altrincham on Saturday and that's going to be televised. So we're looking forward to that one um, and hopefully we can get a win there. On the subject of the international break, how do you think that England will fare in their World Cup qualifiers that are coming up? I think it's such a strange one with England. Um, it's quite difficult for me because with my family being literally split 50-50 between England and Scotland, it's a little bit of a, of a tricky one. So when I watch England, I sort of do pay interest, but not as much as I would do Scotland um, just from that side of things. But yeah, I think it'll be a tough one. Um, an easier game first up, which should be good to watch um, for the England fans back home. So yeah, it'll be a tough one, but I think... You know, like with the fans not being there with such an unpredictable year, anything can happen. So hopefully the boys will take advantage of that and show what they can do. No, 100%. I agree with you as well. I feel like anything can happen with England at the moment or with any football club. But we're going to end it there. And thank you so much for joining me and Elise today. We've loved speaking to you and we wish you the best of luck for your weekend's game. Not a problem, thank you. And I think it's a good time during international break for other football fans to maybe focus on the lower leagues, our game being on TV. Um, so keep an eye out for your local non-league team and, and watch how they get on. And it should be as much as it's a shame for the Premier League teams and the championship teams not to be playing in international break. It's a time to maybe reflect on how the other teams are doing as well. So it should be good. Yes, it should be good. And we'll make sure to give a shout out to Maidenhead next weekend. Thank you. <laughs> It was lovely to hear from Grace Scott, who gave us an insight into how Maidenhead are doing this season. It's just a shame that the fans couldn't have been there to celebrate their 150th anniversary. But we look forward to watching them on TV on Saturday. If you'd like to see the video version of this podcast, you can head over to our YouTube channel at Fight for Top 6 to check it out.